Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello and how are you? The story this week is from India. A big country with the Himalayan mountains in the north and the great Indian Ocean in the south. It also has lots of exciting animals like tigers and elephants and snakes. Did you know the game Snakes and Ladders began in India? Some people call it Shoots and Ladders. And there are lots of languages spoken in India, including Punjabi, which is the language you're going to hear in the story. The story is all about some rather silly men who hear a tale about a snake monster who is said to live in a river which they have to cross. Before we begin and find out if those men manage to cross the river safely, can you think of another story you might have heard on Super Great Kids with a snake in it? There might be more than one. Well, we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, Super Great Kids, I'm back. Did you think of a story with a snake in it? Well, we've got the rainbow snake in How the Birds Got Their Colours and the snake in How the Rainbow Got Into the Sky and the snake king in How the Snakes Got Their Poison and in Kojo the Rabbit, he tricks a python and takes it to Sky God. And there are also some snakes in a pit in the story about the whistling giants. There might even be more. This week's story is told by Peter Chand, the same storyteller who told you how the elephant got its trunk. Peter's family come from northwest India and Peter loves telling stories from India. So, are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Then, tss, snip, snap, snout. Story, jump, out. Here's Peter. Once in a certain part of India, there were 13 men. Now, these 13 men thought of themselves as the wisest men that India had ever seen. But in fact, they were the opposite. Everybody knew them as the 13 sillies, the silliest men that the world had ever seen. And these 13 wise men, let's call them wise men for the purposes of this story. These 13 wise men, well, they found themselves on a journey. And it was getting dark as they came to not far from the fast-flowing river. And they said, uh, let's camp up here and we'll cross the river in the morning. So they camped, they had a fire, they had some delicious food. And, you know, in the middle of the night, well, what is better than a fire? Stories around that fire. And they started telling each other amazing stories of kings, of queens, flying horses, magic carpets. Oh, it was fantastic. And then one of them said, oh, you know, I've heard a story about that river. That river that's not far from here, can you hear it? And they listened, and in the distance they could hear it. I've heard that there is a snake monster that lives in that river. So huge, so vicious, it swallows up people whole. And the first of the wise men thought, oh, oh we've got to cross that river in the morning. So he said, <clears throat> right, number two, he says, I want you to go and uh, do something. He says, uh, take one of these logs from the fire for light, he says, and uh, just check if, uh, if that monster's really there or if it's just a story. He says, but it's scary. He says, 
and he was scared of number one because number one was the leader and the most silliest of them all. And so number two, he went and with each step that he was taking, his heart was beating faster. With each step that he was taking, he was getting further and further and further from the comfort, from the warmth of that fire. And it was getting darker and darker and darker. And soon he came to the edge of that river. And he said, hello, snake monster, are you there? And he took his, his flame and he put it near the water and he says, maybe he's sleeping. I know what. I'll just give him a bit of a nudge. So he took that burning log and he agitated the water. Now you know exactly what happened. As soon as that flame touched the water, it went out. And when it went out, what sound did it make? And what did he think it was? Oh my gosh, he said, it's the snake monster. And he ran back as quick as his legs could take him. He said, he was there. He's there. He's definitely there. It's not a story. It's true. It's true. Did you see it? And now his imagination, you know what the imagination does? He says, yeah, I saw it. it, it, it its head was the size of a horse. Uh, its eyes were the size of dinner plates. Its tongue was the size of my arm, honestly. And I'll tell you, I was so scared. I did a little bit of a pee-pee. <clears throat> right, said number one. Um, um, we'll, we'll cross really early in the morning. Try and get some sleep because we'll need our energy for this task. Well, you could imagine that night, those 13 wise men, they were terrified whenever they heard a, a rustling or a crack. They would hold each other. Well, I'm trying to like, hold me. I'm scared. Please hold me. What a restless night. But in the morning, as soon as the sun came up, well, they dismantled their, their camp and they started walking towards that water. And now number two, he took a log from that fire, which had burnt out ages ago. So now it was just a piece of cold wood. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll just check if he's still there. And of course, he agitated the water. And now because the wood was just cold, it made no sound at all. And he looked at his other silly comrades and he said, I think he's asleep. If we're quiet, we can get past. So those 13 silly men that held their breath as they splashed and splashed through that water as quietly as they could. The water came to their ankles, then to their knees, then to their waist, then to their chest, and then just under their chins, and then started to subside so they knew they were reaching the other side. And they scrambled out, and when they scrambled out, they were so happy, and they said, oh, God has been kind to us. He saved us from that horrible snake monster. He could have eaten us whole. And the first of the wise men says, right, I'm just going to do a head count, you know? I'm not silly. I'm going to do a head count. He says, right, so all of you stand in the line. And he started pointing, Ek, Do, Den, Ja, Van, She, Sat, At, No, Das, Gyara, Bara, Twelve. Okay, let me try again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh no, where's the thirteenth one gone? Of course, missing himself out. He says, Number two, you're good at maths, you check. And number two did exactly the same thing. Ek, Do, Den, Ja, Van, She, Sat, At, No, Das, Gyara, Bara, Twelve. Oh no, the snake monster's eaten our friend. And they started beating their chest. Oh no, Lord, why did you take him? They started beating their heads. Why did you take him? He was a good fella. He was always kind, always generous, always looked after his mother. He was such a nice guy. Oh, hi, Ram, hi, Ram. As they were beating their cells, senseless, who was walking by, but a guy from the local village, and he recognised these 13 silly men. And he said, what's the matter? And they said, when we left that side, of the river, there was 13 of us. When we reached this side, only 12. He had a quick count and he thought, my gosh, these men really are silly. It's not a story. They really are the silliest men ever. He says, now, here's the chance for me to make a few rupees, a little bit of money. He said, well, you see, gentlemen, he said, uh, my teacher is in Delhi, in the capital, you know, and he's a clever teacher. I'm not saying he's as clever as you guys. I don't think anybody could be as clever as you guys, but he's taught me a thing or two, special magic, you know? So, Maybe I can get your friend back. And he said, you do that for us? He says, yeah, but 
what are you going to give me? Because nothing comes from nothing. And they says, whatever money we've got, we'll give you every single penny. They shook hands, agreed. He says, now, here's what you need to do. You need to go around where the river bends, and there you'll see a herd of cows. And around this time, these cows will have some really nice, fresh, hot, steaming goha. Goha? You know what goha is? Goha is hot and steaming. It comes from a cow, but it ain't milk. You've probably guessed, yes, it's cow manure, cow poo. He says, and I want you to fetch as much of that cow poo as you can and make a pile here. And number one said, but it's stinky. He says, well, if you don't want your friend back, it doesn't, it doesn't make no odds to me. This is, we'll do this for our friend. So they all went around the corner there where the river bends and they saw piles of this fresh manure. And they had no tools, so they had to use the tools that God had given them. Yes, their bare hands. <laughs> And as they were carrying it, slipping through their fingers and falling onto their sandals, and they plonked it down. That's not enough. He said you need more than that. Four or five times they went backwards and forwards. And soon there was a big pile there. He says, now that's enough. He says, now I want you to all get in a line side by side with number one, working your way down in a line. And that's what they did. He says, now get on your knees. And this is yes. And he said to number one, he says, right now, I need you to... Um, I need you to bury your face in that goha. <laughs> Number one started laughing. He says, I think this, this heat's getting to me because I thought you said I have to bury my face in this cow poo. He said, yeah, that's exactly what I said. But it's stinky. He says, well, if you don't want your friend back, it doesn't bother me. Listen, we'll do this for our friend. So there he was on his knees. Now that pile where it got a little crust on it, you know? Flies were zzz, 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 zzz. Bits of straw were hanging out of it. Oh my gosh, he was getting closer. And closer, and the smell. It was making his eyes stream. It was so pungent, he could smell it on the back of his throat. He was almost there. <laughs> he held his breath, and after three, one, two, three, <laughs> he buried his face. <laughs> and when he pulled his face up, well, it was there in his eyebrows, it was there in his nostrils, it was there on his mouth. But a strange thing happened as he looked down, there was a perfect imprint of his face in that goha. And the young man says, now number two, you do the same, and number two did the same. <laughs> and number three, and so forth, and so forth. And when it all finished, he says, right, now who was good at maths? Do you remember? Yeah, of course, it was number two. He said, count how many faces you can see imprinted into this goha. And he started counting. Ek, do, ten, char, panj, she, sat, art, nu, das, gyara, bara, thera. 13! He's done it! His magic is so powerful! Oh, he's super! He's done it! And they gave all their money to this young man, and this young man filled his pockets with all these rupees, and off he went. But before he went, he took one last look as he turned around to see these 13 so-called wise men. There they were with their faces covered in manure, their hands covered in manure, high-fiving each other. Oh, it's so good to see you back. We missed you. Yeah, I missed you too as well. Oh, it's been so quiet without you. Thank gosh. Thank gosh that you're back. And he laughed, the young man did, as he held his belly. And he couldn't wait to go back to his own village and tell everybody that story. And that story travelled from his village to another village to another village until it reached my village in the Punjab. And I'm so glad it did, because I could share it with you today. Lovely. Thanks to Peter Chan for sharing that story with us. Yickety yuck, 
I would not put my face in a cow pat for anything, and I hope you wouldn't either. Imagine the smell! Oof! I wonder why none of them thought. Hang on a minute. Who is missing? That would have sorted it. I think they were just panicking. I wonder if you could draw a picture of a snake monster. Now, if you like that story and you're in the UK this summer, then here's some news about a storytelling festival taking place in July, where you can hear Peter and Kate Corkery telling stories live. England's oldest storytelling festival, Festival at the Edge, will be taking place on the weekend of July the 15th to the 17th. Lots of story fans camp on the site over the weekend in the beautiful grounds of Hopton Court Estate, near Cleebury Mortimer, Shropshire in England. And it's going to be full of tremendous tales from terrific tellers, including Peter Chand and Kate Corkery. There'll be something for all the family, traditional tales from around the globe, live music, belly dancing, lots of stories for children and adults, plus chance to practice your circus skills in the big top marquee. For more information and to book tickets, go to www.festivalattheedge.org. Do go along. Now, it's time for me to dig deep into my bag of happies and say some thank yous. First of all, I'd like to say a very big thank you to all our subscribers. You are helping us to keep making this podcast. Thanks very much to Patreon subscribers for joining our Patreon family. Hello and thanks to Rex, who is five, and Wolf, who is three. And thanks to Matilda, who is five, and Felix, who is two, from Ontario. And to Cora and Jody. And a big celebration hello to new Patreon subscribers from Brooklyn in New York, Cashel, who's just reached five, and River, who's just turned three. I hope you two had a happy happening week. Thanks for supporting us. It means a lot. Thanks, too, to six-year-old Hattie from Portland in Oregon, who supports us on Apple. Thanks for drawing us an ogre picture, Hattie. And thanks to Simon, who is five, from Ontario in Canada, for your kind donation on Ko-fi. And to Laura for your donation. Let us know if you're a subscriber or a Kofi donor and if you'd like a mention. And thanks for some really lovely reviews to Dog and Addy and Ha, all in the US. If you'd like to give a one-off donation of any amount on Kofi or subscribe to our podcast on Patreon and get bonus stories, early access and ad-free, then go to our website on supergreatkidsstories.com. Or, to subscribe on Apple, go to Apple Podcasts. Now, you've all been drawing and sending stupendous pictures of our stories to share on our Facebook page. So, here's some thank yous to super great kids who've sent in pictures recently. Thanks to seven-year-old Finn from Chase in Canada. He's drawn the rainbow snake and the bird with the arrow inspired by the story from Guyana, How the Birds Got Their Colours. Thanks so much, Finn. I love the way the enormous snake is looming up into the sky with its forked tongue, contrasted with the tiny bird. And all really effective against the blue sky and fluffy clouds. This is a wonderful picture. And six-year-old Harry in Idaho in the US was inspired by the story Stick Woman. 
I love all the details like your enormous wolf with his scary eye and huge jaw and the lion in the background with his tongue lolling out of his mouth and the very thin stick woman who's confronting the wolf. Just brilliant. Thank you, Harry. And Caroline in Missouri has drawn an excellent picture of Baba Yaga the Russian witch and her creepy house in the forest. I like Baba Yaga's long white hair sitting in her mortar and clutching her pestle, ready to sweep her way through the sky. And the pine tree which frames the picture. I can tell you've listened to the story really carefully. Thanks for sharing it, Caroline. And six-year-old Aya in Texas has sent an imaginative picture of the how and why story, Tortoise and Sons. I love all your tiny tortoises saying, oh no, as their dad falls into the river. And the moon up in the sky, reminding us that this is a how and why story about how the moon became. So clever. Thanks for sharing it, Aya. And Barthelemy, who is almost seven, has drawn a great picture of the three little pigs' house. A wonderful picture, so bright and clear. I particularly like the way you've drawn it with so many windows of all different sizes and that they're all lit up in yellow and orange. And I like the way you've put the wolf up on the 3D roof, trying to get down the chimney. It's a fun story, isn't it? I wonder if they've got a French version of the three little pigs. Thanks for sharing it. And Sunny, who is six, from Franktown in Virginia, has drawn two pictures. One of the Jamaican story, Nora and the Aki Fruit, and the other a picture of her monkey. I like the way the river runs through your picture and the way Nora is half smiling and half frowning. And you've drawn your little purple monkey really well too. Have you heard the Haitian story on our podcast, The Monkey Who Looked for Trouble? I think your monkey would enjoy hearing a story about another monkey. And Luca, who is five, from Woburn, Massachusetts, has drawn Baba Yaga the Russian witch and her house on chicken legs. I love the way you've drawn the roof all pointy like a witch's hat and the way you've drawn the funny little chicken legs. Imagine if your house moved around a forest while you slept. Wouldn't that be strange to wake up in a different place every day? Good writing too, Luca. Thank you. Fawler has sent a super great picture of Coyote and Baby Turtle. I really like your picture, Fawler. It's tricky drawing animals and you've captured the purple turtle and Coyote the trickster really well. I also like the green cactus and the way the sun is shining. Hot, hot, hot. Thanks for sharing it. A lovely photo too. And Ava May, who is seven and lives in Jurang in Victoria, Australia, has drawn a happy picture of Stick Woman with so many good details. I love the table and chairs and the lamp all set out and ready for Stick Woman to have lunch with her daughter. And the light on the table and the rainbow curtains. A great drawing of a great story. Thank you. And Jodie, who is four and a half from Sebastopol in California, has made up a story about how fish got their colours and has drawn a picture to go with it. Jodie, this is a wonderful story with an amazing picture. I hear you'd like to be an artist and a storyteller when you grow up. Well, Jodie, you already are. I really like the idea of swimming through a colour blob and coming out of it all the colours of the rainbow. And the way you've drawn a picture of your how and why story is super great. 
I wonder what the world would be like if we all swam through the rainbow colour blob and came out rainbow colours? Thanks very much for sharing this. That's it for this week. If you'd like to see these pictures, they're all on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. Thanks to all our subscribers and donors for helping to make this episode possible. Keep telling those stories to anyone who will listen. More giants, witches, monsters and all next week. I'll see you soon. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London.